RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. I'm reading from an ABC News story here. Removal of Hobart's William Crowther statue to be explained in signage. His heritage assessment, Brand's monument, non-significant. We're interested in this because, well, we've heard um, not so much here yet, but it's, I'm sure, coming here in the UK, but now Australia, that um, statues of historic figures are being reclassified from significant to non-significant. And uh, this one we're talking about in Hobart. Hobart City Councillor Louise Elliott joins us to tell us about what is happening in Hobart. Louise, welcome to Reality Check Radio. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me, Paul. Okay, so little old sleepy Hobart um, has an issue that wasn't an issue not too long ago. So how does the statue, first of all, um, uh, let's uh, remind people of, of William Crowther is the person we're talking about, and you'll tell us about his history. But why mm. why is it gone from, his statue gone from being significant what about 10 years ago, to now not significant at all? How does that happen? Yes, it is definitely a big backflip. So like you say, in 2007, the statue of Dr William Crowther that was erected in 1889, 134 years ago, was declared as high significance from a heritage value perspective, and that you can obviously understand why. Now, fast forward to 2023, the statue is now being reclassified as being... uh, Yes, of, of no significance or of um, very, you know, poor value and of not being a attribute to Franklin Square, which is the city square in which the statue sits. Right. So a bit of backroom, bit of background about um, Dr Crowther. Um, so Dr Crowther, this is the 1800s in Hobart, which is obviously a very different time to today. And Dr Crowther was a um, very highly respected uh, medical professional. He was a very skilled surgeon. He was a naturalist. He was a big collector of um, of all sorts of things, including, you know, like whale bones and natural history items. Um, and he was one, one of many, probably dozens of people at the time, who also collected human bones, including uh, Aboriginal bones. Right. And um, there's controversy around Dr Crowther because uh, he, it's alleged that he stole the skull from the body of the what they called inverted commas the last Aboriginal Tasmanian Aboriginal man William Lanny. So there's different historians have different views on what actually happened with that situation. Some people believe undoubtedly that he did take the skull. Others believe that there's no primary source evidence of it. But with Dr Crowther, there's a statue in Franklin Square and it literally says on the statue that he's recognised for his profound sympathy and kindness. So this was a man who uh, the statue was paid for by the everyday people of Hobart the Hobart community, the ex-convicts, the artisans, the traders and the merchants, these hundreds of people donated really small amounts of money to have this statue um, created in London and shipped across to Hobart. And so the statue, from my perspective, it morally belongs to the people of 1800s. It certainly doesn't belong to the Hobart City Council. Well, even that that, uh, heritage makes it significant in its own right, forget the individual because of the collective will of the people back then. That's a significant thing on its own, surely. Yes, completely. That's from my perspective. Um, we are merely the uh, the protectors of the statue. I don't think if the statue was erected, it's literally in the historical records, it's erected to be a symbol for generations to come around what uh, energy and hard work it takes to be successful. 
Dr. Crowder was known for being highly energetic in addition to his medical and surgical career. He was successful in business and politics. And what really strikes home the most is that he was recognised for helping the destitute and the poor. Literally, the, Dr Crowther would have people come to his house before he would start his working day and he would treat them for free medical treatment. He also made sure that they got into the um, hospital here in Hobart when they couldn't pay and they wouldn't have otherwise be accepted. So he was a real champion for the underdog and for the working class. He also had other roles in um, like medical research and wrote important papers. He also put an end to well, contributed to the end of convict floggings. So as you can see, yeah, there's a lot of good, a lot of good and a lot of people adored him. But now we fast forward to today and a handful of people are offended by the statue around what they think about um, his alleged interaction with a uh, with a, with the corpse of William Lanny, even though in the in the context, this was actually a quite frequent occurrence. Dead bodies, people who died, and if their bodies weren't claimed by a family member, those bodies were dis- dissected. White people and black people, they were dissected for education. Well, that, that still happens today. People commit their bodies to to that. So that yes, hasn't exactly gone right. Away. Yeah, I mean yeah. that hasn't gone away, but the difference is these people weren't consenting. So of course, yeah, it is yeah, a uh, it is a brutal time. They were dead. It was brutal times. Um, yeah. We've got legislation and things in place. Values change, and there was it was done for scientific and medical purposes. Actually, the the doctors that came out of um, Hobart because they had um, such access, they actually were winning awards for anatomy and things like that. Yeah. Who are who are the limited number of people who have made this kind of flip, and now say that William Crowther is not worthy of yes. uh, of any public display? And given that um, you know the even the history of getting that statue made doesn't mm. go away, who are these people? So in typical Hobart fashion, there's connections. So our Lord Mayor, um, Anna Reynolds, her father is actually a historian around Aboriginal history and things like that. And there's a there's a close uh, relationship with the Tasmanian Aboriginal Council from that perspective. And uh, also, like other places, we have an Aboriginal community, but not people, all Aboriginal people don't think the same, obviously. Yeah. Um, so we have a handful of Aboriginal people who want the statue removed and claim they're offended by it. Then we have another section of the Aboriginal community who want the statue to remain and think uh, that it should remain there with more interpretation and signage around. More, more of the story behind it so people exactly. are informed and they can make up their own mind, that sort of thing. Exactly. And also the story, importantly, needs to be based on fact, what we do know, not rumours and myths and unproven allegations. So, yeah, there's a faction of the Hobart Aboriginal community that wants the statue removed, and they've had a lot of influence over the Hobart City Council who are trying desperately to remove this statue, uh, which they voted Sorry, how do they get that? How do they get that influence? You'd think the influence would be to the the voters, but how do they get um, that sort of influence and power over elected officials? So from a technical point of view, they own the Hobart City Council can decide the statue's future because it sits on council land. But then the influence comes from the woke world we live in, basically, and the super politically correct and councillors wanting to be seen to, you know, being, uh, you know, are they, the guy, are they under that, the guise of, are they under that the guise of truth-telling. Are they that ego-driven and that desperate? for praise, are they? I think it's a combination. I think some people think they have a moral righteousness um, and they have the they should be making this decision and they believe it's right. I think it's done in a lot of tunnel vision 
You know, yeah. they have already made their mind up. They're not open to other facts. And then I think there's also um, a large portion of peer pressure where people want to be seen to be going along with it. Um, but what's particularly concerning for me is that this is all under a guise of truth-telling. And we've got a referendum coming up in Australia around changing our constitution. So yeah. I think there's an extra push at the moment to be seen to be being um, particularly uh, politically correct around things. But my main concern is that... Should the Dr Crowder statue come down and it's getting into the final stages of getting, you know, its last ticks of approval that that will actually happen, there is actually far more, if, if the threshold is that uh, the statue must come down because Dr Crowder did evil things or bad things, there's far more other characters that actually probably more worthy of that title. And if the statue needs to come down because it's symbolic of colonialism, then I'm literally looking out the window at hundreds and hundreds of buildings, museums and collections that should be therefore destroyed. Yeah, let's see if the consistency is going to be applied here. Um, and also, um, yeah, you talk about, uh, you know, what is truth. It sounds like uh, it's a bit hazy on all the details, but you should be able to live with your history no matter what, okay, if he went around and, and committed genocide and that, that would be a problem. You don't want to be promoting that. But, you know, everything has a context, doesn't it? What happens if the statue's removed? Will it go? Is there a plan to put it anywhere else? Um, are they going to keep it intact? What's going to happen to poor old William's statue? So you're exactly right from the context point of view. Context is everything in this. And, of course, we are uh, judging the conduct of the of 18, you know, 1800s, 1885 when William Crowther died. We're judging that behaviour by today's standards, yeah. which by by default is, is unfair. Um, Were they grooming kids of- back then? Were they sending them to libraries to see drag queen shows back in the 1800s? I suspect they had the head screwed on and that wasn't happening. Yeah. So, just, um, just wondering. Yes, no. So uh, what will happen, I've been asking this question and what uh, I've been told is that the statue will go to Hobart City Council's mythical uh, valuables collection. And I asked what that collection is and I actually couldn't get an answer uh, at the last meeting. Uh, so are they making that up? I strongly suspect that it would be a shipping container somewhere. That's what I actually <laughs> suspect um, in, in all seriousness. Yeah. And your point about um, no one wants to celebrate heinous individuals. Like if Dr Crowther was a pedophile, a rapist, a murderer, I said it to the council myself, I would happily help melt down the bronze if, yeah. if it's that black and white. But the thing is, with this situation, there is so much good that was done. And we also, the statue wasn't paid for by the government, wasn't paid for by taxpayers or even a handful of wealthy friends. It was paid for by everyday people. They wanted it to remain as a symbol of recognition. We are doing, showing massive disrespect to them for removing it. And it brings to the point of, right, we have a handful of people that are saying they're offended by this statue. I don't know really how that can be possible, given that unless they stand all day looking at it. Um, uh, And then we have a a lot of people as well who uh, will be offended by its removal. Who decides whose offence wins? Why does one smaller group trump another's view? Yeah, um yeah, what happens there? Uh, is there any is is tension growing? Will there be a moment of tension over this? Do you think? Yeah. Oh, I think they definitely will. I mean, like I said, it's going through the processes. The decision was made. It'll soon come to planning. Um, the council will soon vote on giving itself approval, approving itself to remove its own statue. 
which is obviously a conflict in itself. And then it needs to go to the uh, state government, the State Heritage Council, Heritage Council of Tasmania. Are they bought off? I think this is our hope. They are our hope of sense in all of this. Uh, They are, in my opinion, in my experience, um, more uh, fairer in their judgments and not as bought off, no. Um, And... So I'm hopeful that the Tasmanian Heritage Council will say, no, of course this has heritage value because they are looking at it from a heritage perspective, yes. not yeah. from a political perspective. Very, very different. So I'm hoping the Heritage Council will say, of course this has heritage value. No, you can't remove it. And therefore, if that's said, the council must follow that instruction. And I really desperately hope that's the case. There's also a petition um, happening petitioning the state government from the community members asking the state government to intervene and basically tell the council to leave the statute and let's look at this situation from a statewide policy perspective Yeah, because we need to have a clear policy on things. If we're ripping down a statute that stood for 134 years, we need consistency in decisions. We need to know what the threshold of terribleness is that means that your legacy... They won't be able to tell you. Well, exactly, um, and that's a problem in itself. If I just think it's really uh, disturbing that Dr Crowther's descendants are living here in Hobart. I have multiple contacting me, and they're too afraid to speak out. Really? What None are they them, saying? What have they been saying to you? Ah, uh, just how hurt they are, how hurt yeah. they are by this, and uh, the, the, they're devastated about his name and his legacy. And they recognise that, you know, times were brutal and things that were done to bodies then would not be done now. But they're so heartbroken by the lack of context that's being applied to this. And they're literally too afraid to speak out in the media because they'll be attacked or called a racist or have their great-great-grandfather branded as something horrific. It's really heartbreaking. Yeah, what has the media, I I read that little piece out from the ABC News um, that uh, we had as a link, but what, what is the media consistently saying on this? I think I can predict your answer, but let's hear it. Well, it depends on the media outlet, doesn't it? So the ABC are particularly determined to only cover one side of yep. the story, and that's the Aboriginal, the offence of some Aboriginal people. Uh, there's historians that have been digging into the research around this, and um, uh, the ABC won't touch any questioning around what Dr Crowther actually did. They've got a narrative and they're sticking yep. to it. Yeah. Um, the the local um, newspapers are more balanced. But uh, the thing is that there's so much pressure around complying and groupthink and being politically correct that it takes a real fight. So it might, I myself have been, you know, targeted for um, I'm fighting for the statue to remain. I'm doing yeah. what I can to yeah. help uh, defend that heritage, not because I have some weird fascination with statues all of a sudden, but because of the precedent it will set. And the fact that, in my mind, the man isn't being given a fair trial. So that's what I found. Well, there's no way of doing that anyway. It's too much time's elapsed. No one's Mm. around Mm. from that time. And um, I think we can all understand that, okay, you said times were brutal. Well, they were brutal from the everyday realities of life. I mean, they were good people and, you know, they were trying to build a nation. So they were Mm. doing good things. So uh, it's impossible to even revisit that. Um, Surely... Uh, going on this standard, every single statue of anybody should be removed now. Everyone, oh, wipe, well. wipe it. I mean, that's that what the, where that thinking leaves, right? Or it leads. Wipe mm. them all. 
well, that's one approach, isn't it? And then why would you and why would you just um, stop at statues? We have street names, place names. We have buildings, for example. Buildings, take the buildings down. Yep. Yeah, so, well, we better get the um, the wrecking ball out for the Tasmania Museum and Art Gallery because that was actually, uh, the collection was founded on uh, Allport and Stokel and the Royal Society. And those um, organisations and people, they were big bone collectors too. Yeah. So literally we have our state library has the Crowther collection um, held in it. And as I said, Dr Crowther and his and his family were big collectors of um, um, natural items and manuscripts and um, all sorts of collectibles. So we have apparently the things that the family donated are still of high value, but the statue of the man himself is happy to be sent to literally gather dust. It's completely hypocrisy. Well, usually those institutions employ the people we're talking about, so they, they won't want those things ended. Um, yes, a bit of cognitive dissonance there. You can't have the, the follow the money trail um, finishing. How many people are supporting you then, Louise? A lot. I mean, I we don't have, unfortunately, clear data on it, but our um, the Mercury newspaper down here, for example, when it runs an online poll, which, you know, in terms of reliability is low, but it's 70% of the respondents want the statue to stay. And I would say that's about right. Out of inner, in inner city Hobart, it might be 50-50 because it's a bit woker in the in Hobart, right. yep. in the thick of Hobart. But in, in terms of Tasmania, and this is a Tasmanian asset, the man was a premier for the entire state. His benefit and legacy and his interactions spread well beyond the borders of the Hobart City Council. I would say three quarters of people, if not more, do not think that our statue should be removed because they know that that's just the start of a big snowball effect that will wipe out all of their history. We all know that terrible, sad things happen to the First Nations people in Hobart. And there's some really heartbreaking stories. We also know that it's part of our heritage too. Um, and we can recognise, well, most people are able to look at things in the context of the time, which is a really important lens to have. Yeah. And completely, there's no chance of, of undoing it. It's gone. Um, well, I'll be certainly saying don't put it too far away because I'll be doing everything I can to bring it back out at some point if it does go. And I'm really hopeful that the Heritage Council will see sense and be sensible people on this uh, because, yeah, no, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. So how long How long before we find out? Uh, Realistically, uh, Council will be looking at the, giving itself permission to remove it in about a month's time. Then I would say there'd be appeals process. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's still up in six months' time, but maybe coming closer to the end. I mean, this is it's a long process, which is good, and I know that some people will be frustrated. They'd want to get the, you know, the angle grinder out and rip it off the next day. Yeah. But I... I um, I desperately don't want it to come down because I really do believe in fairness and in truth. Yeah. And I was just thinking, you know, you're talking about your current um, um, mayor and um, senior officials in the council and if they, you know, so easily uh, can flip mm. the switch on someone who is worthy once but worthy no, no more, then to be honest, we should be able to examine every nook and cranny in their, in their closet to make sure they're okay in case any any uh, recognition of them is made in the future we need to know now so maybe uh, some sort of forensic dissection of their lives before they're not around would be necessary i don't think they'd be very happy with that but that's kind yes, of no. where you're going with that exactly right throwing stones in glass houses is, is dangerous 
and it really does. It's like any any blight or any question mark over someone um, just erodes or erases any, you know, a tremendous amount of good. And, I mean, that is a, a, an important factor is that people need to think if, if that's the standard, then we are still all humans and times change. So I don't think uh, there'll be many statues going up in Hobart if that's where the bar's set. Yeah, I stole milk money once when I was a milk boy. I mean, <laughs> is that going to come back and bite me? No, no statue for you, Paul, no. No, all over for no. me. Hasn't you might get started. a stadium named instead. Yeah, yeah. Okay, until they find out, you know, until someone <laughs> says something. All right, Louise Elliott, it's really interesting uh, talking with you. I suspect this is a problem not just limited to Tasmania. It will grow and become um, more of a thing here. I think we're starting to already question poor old Captain Cook. Mm. So if he's up for grabs, anyone is up for grabs. We'll follow the story with interest, and if there's any updates, we'll maybe chat again. Yeah, that'd be good. I, I, I would like to deliver the news that Dr. Crowder's keeping his pedestal. Yeah, that would be good to hear. Be a small victory, but a significant one. Councillor Louise Elliott from the Hobart City Council, thanks for coming on our radio station. Thank you, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.